It's tangent time! The slightly feeling better Monday edition. So I had to pick up meds today. That was an adventure. So first thing I had to do was find out which walk-in was open because I don't have a family doctor because as an adult who's never had to do any sort of uh, doctor stuff, I've never had to look into getting a family doctor now that I don't live where I used to live. And the family doctor that I used to have is uh, not where I live. So, yeah. Um, The walk-in that I would normally go to is actually officially temporarily closed, probably due to COVID stuff. They haven't really been available anytime I've called anyway. Um, But their website now says officially that it's temporarily closed. And the one down the street is not taking any new patients that they have not seen before. So, uh there went that. So they're like, okay, well, you can call this one here. So I went to this other one, which not bad. I called them first this morning. They said the earliest appointment they had was 3.55. So I'm like, great, that works. I can do that. Took me 55 minutes to walk there because I did not account for the distance. I forgot that it's a couple of intersections past where I would usually go and that it's a half hour walk to where I usually go. So that was another like 20 minutes or so. Made it in on time got right into the appointment, talked to the doctor for like five minutes, uh, got three months worth of prescriptions. So thankfully I won't have to deal with getting a prescription refilled for another three months. I was going to ask for two just because of the holiday and trying to deal with all of that during the holiday. And if COVID decides to be a bitch and, you know, kick our asses again, because we are stupid um, and don't follow procedures. Yep. Then, uh, you know, at least I don't have to worry about that for three months. So that's great. 90 days worth of medication. Now, he did also say that there are most people uh, on 20 milligrams. So if I had to take two, then that would still be fine and normal. I don't know if I want to try that at all. Definitely not now because I'm still like I still haven't even finished the 33 original ones I got. I have like a week's worth left. Um, But obviously, you know, you got to give the medication time to do its thing to help get a new normal. And technically, I've only been on a full pill for about two weeks. So, yeah. I don't know if I've noticed much of a difference because I know that for a little while things seem to be going like super, super smooth and there wasn't really any low points. But those have happened without medication as well. Um, And I mean, as of the last couple of days or so, apparently post-concert depression kind of hit and it's still kicking around. So not nearly as bad, thankfully, but like still kicking around. Usually it takes a couple of days to recover from a concert anyway, but yeah. Um, so again, I don't know if it's going to be a thing that meds can help or if it's just post-concert depression still being a thing. So that on top of regular. Now we're also getting into the lovely, uh, time of year where most people get seasonal depression so there's that on top of that on top of that so yeah yeah uh the doctor i think had to do his normal doctor spiel saying like of course meds don't solve like problems and things like that they're not the you know magical fix and things like that and i'm like it's okay this is something my therapist and i have been talking about since the beginning of the year and he kind of changed his tune then because he's like you know you just there's some people that come in here and they're like oh I don't like my husband or my kid cries all the time or you know and they think medication's just magically gonna fix that and he's like well I can't help you because it won't so I'm not I'm not sure if he you know thought that there was other alternative reasons or you know you know alternate I'll uh, what the what the 
what's the phrase there? Whatever. Uh, so I'm not sure if you thought ulterior. I'm not sure if you had ulterior motives for needing the medication, but I'm like, no, no, no. This is something my therapist and I have been talking about since the beginning of the year. Things just got really bad in September. So, you know, dealing with that, uh, that's when we decided. And then it took until October to finally get them. So, uh huh. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we did. If you needed to take 20 milligrams, that taking two would be fine. But for now, I'm going to obviously see how well the baby dose does. He was very surprised at how long they like weaned me onto it. He's like, they really started you off slowly. Now that I think about it, though, it's probably because I've never taken any like actual kind of medication. I've never had any prescriptions or anything. So they are like, we don't know how your body's going to react to this. So we're not just going to throw this at you all at once. Because he's like, usually I would just give them off and start them with 10. And, and I'm just like, yeah, but for someone who has never taken medication ever, I don't know how that would react in my system. I have a feeling, though, if I had taken 10 right off the hop, it probably would not have been good. Um, considering when I started with a half pill, by about the third, like the the third day of taking a half pill, I was getting those fun little lightheaded spells. Um, that was that was an that was an experience. Um, but I haven't had that thankfully since on the full pill or anything like that. So you know. We'll see. We'll see if it uh, has any long-standing whatevers. Because like I said, I mean, it could just be post-concert depression kicking my ass. But, you know, it's been a bit of a hard couple of days. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say that I'm surprised, though. Because, weirdly, even though therapy does help, I'm never going to knock therapy because I've grown so much from that it's usually like the couple of days after therapy like the first couple of days like it's it's kind of hard my brain is still processing everything um but thankfully we didn't really talk about anything huge I mean we did but it wasn't like I, I don't know maybe it was um because like I said we we came to a conclusion about something that had been puzzling us for quite a few attempts at picking it apart so that was kind of nice, but, um, like we didn't do any actual EMDR or anything like that. Um, but I mean, obviously the conversation was still a little difficult. <laughs> and then of course with the concert, um, and all the emotions and coming down from all of that, because like the, for the first, like for the week or so before, I mean, obviously I was always excited, but especially for like the couple of days before, you know, it's just like all those jitters and excitement and everything like that. And with the fan events that I participated in, there was all of the adrenaline towards participating for that. And then the reality kind of sits in afterwards. So like, you know, the concert was over we're probably not going to get another one for a little while because this was just postponed and then, you know, switched to online. This was something that was supposed to happen back in May. July, August, September, October, November. You know, it's been a while. But, um, like, so <laughs> he hasn't obviously released any full albums or anything. He had his EP um, release party in the summer for his little mini album thing they call music stuff so many things there's eps there's mini albums there's full albums there's this that or the next thing there's singles and it's just like can you just call it like an album a mini album and we released a song like 
do you have to have so many names for things? I'm so confused. So it was like a mini album, although it was still like, I think, six songs. Was it six? I'd have to go back and count. I don't really care to do math right now, and I don't want to brain right now. So we're just going to pretend that I think it was six songs. Was it? I mean, technically, one of them was released as a single beforehand. So I don't know. But like, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm not going back to count. No way, no thank you. That's too much work for my brain right now. Um, But he had that. I would classify that as a mini album, but they called it an EP. So like, I don't know. Does EP stand for something? Is it just, is it like, I don't know. <laughs> There's so much crap in that that industry. I just don't know. Anyway, um, so you know, we had the we had the summer release. Yeah, get it right. We had the summer release party for that, which was online as well, and absolutely fantastic. Ten out of ten would recommend. Um, <clears throat> and then obviously we had the online concert on Friday. Which honestly feels like freaking a lifetime ago. It was only like three days ago, but it feels like a lifetime ago. Feels like it wasn't this week. Feels like it didn't just happen in the last five days. Like, (laughs) ah! (laughs) But it did. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) So, you know, um, that kind of sucks though, too. Because, like, just how long, like, like it, I obviously know that they're not going to have concerts all the time, because that would be exhausting for them, but, but, like, it just felt like that was over way too quick. To be fair, it kind of was, because there was no other thing afterwards, and, like, with London, the concert had their fan stuff before the concert, but there was still a thing after. They had, like, the after party or whatever, um, in which they had a DJ who played music that was way too loud. Like, burn your eardrums and shake your freaking skeleton loud. Um, with loud pitch, too. Like, oh my god. So, uh, we didn't stick around for that, unfortunately. I would have been okay with it for a little bit, but it was making Anne feel a bit sick. But it was way too loud. Way too loud. So, I mean, London still had something to kind of wrap that up. Plus, you know, there was still the rest of the week that we were experiencing our time in London. New Jersey was the fan event stuff after, which in our case, we would just, we went up in high touch, which is just you high five them. Um, because even general admittance had that and we were GA for that one. We were VVIP for London. So there was the group photo. Um, and then like, uh, the after party was part of the VVIP ticket as well. So, um, like, you know, there was stuff included in that, that we did. And then there was the after New Jersey high touch, which is just, again, you just go up and high five them. I couldn't look at him. I just made sure my hand lined up with his because I was crying so freaking hard. Um, so, you know. That was great. Um, But with this one, because it's online, there was nothing after. It was literally just the song, and then that was it. There was barely anything after, too. It was just like it just ended so suddenly. And like I said, there was no encore or anything like that. Um, The summer EP party, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm a little glad that there wasn't an encore, though. For for one reason, and that's because like with the summer EP party, um, there was an encore, but 
because we weren't there being able to scream and cheer and everything, all we had to, like, all we had the ability to do was type it. And to me, I was heartbroken for him for that because, like, it's not the same. It's not the same. Like, there's, I'm sure, some level of, like, you live for that kind of everyone screaming for you. And, like, without having that, it's just not the same because that part is what gets you pumped up for the encore. It's what gets you pumped up to perform that last song. But without the actual voices there, I wouldn't, I don't, like, I just, I can't fathom how that is on their end. But it was heartbreaking for me that I knew he had to experience that because you just, it's not the same. Seeing it on text is not the same as actually hearing people cheer for you. And while they probably could have unmuted us to have a scream for him with 50 of us, or less than 50 of us, it still really wouldn't be the same. But that's why I'm kind of glad he didn't. But at the same point in time, an encore is what sort of officially ends the concert. In most concerts that I've been to, or every concert I've been to, there's always been an encore, to be fair. They haven't been online like this one. Um, but it, just to have it end so suddenly, like, because there was nothing afterwards either, like, it's just weird. It doesn't feel like it's concluded, you know? Like, it really doesn't feel like it's over, even though it is. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it should have ended that way. But you know what, though, too? Like I said, to be fair, that kind of thing was heartbreaking to watch, and I can't even imagine how it was to experience, so I'm kind of glad for his own sake that he didn't do it that way. But there was nothing <laughs> after. Like like I said, I'm so used to having things that happen after concerts that I've been to, because like any K-pop concert I've been to has had a thing after, too, that you get to participate in pretty much no matter what tier ticket you get. Um... Like, and I've been a lot of, to a lot of concerts. The only one I think that didn't was Shiny. However, there's also the other experiences after the concert, too. So, like, in the case of Shiny, there was going home from Toronto and not having a ticket and not being able to get a ticket and still having to work the next day. So, we had to cab it. <laughs> $400 with a discount after so we we paid i think 200 but like <laughs> if anyone ever wants to know how much it costs to cab from toronto to london it's 400 and if you're lucky they'll give you half of that off um but uh <laughs> yeah so that was part of the experience but um like because any concert i've really been to with the exception of maybe i think one of them has always been outside of London. So I've always had to go somewhere. There was always coming home from the concert um, with one of, I think, Mariana's Trench. I didn't live in London, though. So at the time, there was still going home. But um, with all of the other ones that I've had, with um, any of the ones that I went to, like, TKCon for, um, they're always in Toronto. So, like, I always had to go to Toronto and then come home from Toronto. Um, I think there was one, I mean, BTS was in Hamilton, so we actually just booked the hotel and stayed overnight in Hamilton. Um, and then obviously like New, New Jersey and London, and then the, the KCON in New York as well. Like any of those have always had something that's afterwards. The summer EP party was in the morning on our side of the planet. It was night 
for him, but it was morning for us. I didn't work that day, so I went back to sleep. Um, but again, there was still the encore, so it felt a little more wrapped up. With this one, it was just over. And like I said, I was in denial closing that tab for quite a while. And I was crying really hard on the phone with Anne because, you know, I didn't want it to be over. Like, I didn't want it to be over. Thankfully, there's still video on demand for three months, so I can go back and watch it again. Um, and they said, don't screen record or like distribute it or anything like that. I'm going to screen record it. Um, but I'm not going to share it cause I want it more than just the three months and the, for the money I paid for that, um, fight me. <laughs> so, um, anyway, <laughs> please don't, I can't afford to be sued. <laughs> I'm not going to share it, but <laughs> I'm going to save it <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> I paid far too much to only have it for three months. Uh, the other one I paid $30 for and I can still watch it and it's been half a year. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> but like the only thing that was wrapping up since was me having to put my Frankenstein desktop setup back away <laughs> because I had to like shove my entire workstation halfway down my desk so that I could at least sit comfortably on my bed while watching this um, because I was not going to set this up on my floor. I was not going to sit on the floor for what I hoped would have been two hours, but was only about an hour and a half to an hour and 40 minutes. Um, I was not going to sit on the floor that long. Because also, you know, the fact that it was, there was bits and pieces that were, you know, where he could see us because of the Zoom call for the audience. I don't know if he could see us throughout the whole thing, but man, if he could. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. I promise we were saying all good things about you because Anne and I were on the phone and we were talking too. <laughs> promise it was all good things. It's all good things. Lots of look at that pretty man. <laughs> and God, he's so breathtaking. Lots of that. Lots of that. <laughs> also, you know, some side remarks on comments and things. <laughs> all good things. All good things. <laughs> But, um, you know, I don't know if he could see us throughout the whole concert. I hope he could, just for the sake of, like, having some faces there. Um, but, you know, I don't know if he could. But I had to take apart my whole setup. But I also just was like, you know, I want to at least, you know, have a decent-ish background, even if it's just a blank wall. Not my mess of a bedroom. Not my disaster of a black hole. Um, yeah, because, you know, but whatever. So, aside from taking that apart the next morning and, you know, there really wasn't any feels-like-closure moments, you know. So, still in denial, but it's over. So, yeah. There was also this lovely uh, realization of, um, I think I mentioned this during yesterday's tangent, that, like, I cannot take back doing the things for the videos. Um, so like for me, when I was doing them, when I was filming them for it, like there wasn't the, there wasn't this, okay, well, it's going to be seen, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. It was on, I paid for this, so I want to get it done. The fan letter one was definitely like, I wanted to make sure at least something that I wanted to say to him got said. Um, and this was at a hundred percent. Okay. Well, this is one way for sure that I know he'll hear it. Um, but for the sing-along kind of thing, I mean, I wasn't expecting as much to be used as there was, first of all. Um, but I did give them a lot to work with just in case they didn't have a lot. And I'm fairly confident in, like, the pronunciation, especially for that song, because I've listened to it so many times. I could half sing it in my sleep, half butcher it. 
Um, so what I gave them, I was fairly confident with in terms of that. Um, but I didn't expect them to use as many clips as they did. Five clips, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for a song that's about three minutes, that's a lot. Um, but also, um, I kind of didn't really think about the permanency of it being a thing. Like, and by permanency... I mean, like, I don't know if he's going to remember this, like, years down the road, um, if he'll carry years down the road, or if anybody at home who was watching the concert cares at all, um, but the fact that it's there, and that it happened, and that it's now a thing that may be in his brain, and thankfully I'm not the only one, but, like, the fact that that's a thing, and I cannot undo that, um... Yeah, because like like I said at the time, it was more of a I paid to do this, so I want to participate, and less of the now that I've participated, it's permanent, and you can't undo that kind of thing. So, <laughs> not exactly the funnest realization after. It's kind of like also at the end of the concert, when I was on the phone with Anne, this was about maybe 20 minutes after the concert, I realized that... There was more than just the 47 of us watching this concert. I mean, I think, like I said, subconsciously I knew that there was other people watching the concert, but I forgot that these other people can see us when we're on the screen or can see us doing the fan letter or the sing-along and that there was more than just the few people who paid for the, the participation. <laughs> so, uh... There's that, too. Like I said, I can't undo that. <laughs> and yet, nobody will let me jump off a bridge. Nobody will let me jump off a bridge. Allie found it without me having to send it. <clears throat> Oops. Um, yeah. Sent me a screenshot, said I shouldn't shit said I should Instagram it, but I don't want to because I don't like being fangirly. I mean I am a fan of his work and I love him to pieces and y'all know how I feel about him based on everything I said over the past several of these things and whatever my group chat has been subjected to anytime this man basically does anything. Um but uh I don't want him to know that, even though I do want him to know that. <laughs> I want to go back to being invisible, please. Because it was easier when I could pretend he doesn't know I exist. I could probably go back to pretending he doesn't know I exist, or pretending that he'll forget about knowing that I exist. Because like I said, there's other people who participated in that too. So uh, can I just go undo? <laughs> can I get a control Z, please? Undo button? Maybe? This also goes back to what I was saying yesterday, though. Like, I want to undo the last 12 years of being into K-pop, but I am who I am because of it. So, I don't know what kind of person I would be without this part of my life, because it's been such a big part of my life forever. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of hard to know who you would be with 12 years of your life missing. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those times when you wish life was like a TV show, 
and you could run that what if episode just in like a dream or a very real scenario. Um, what if you hadn't gotten into K-pop 12 years ago and then see the progression of that 12 years or, you know, experience it and then come back to the proper reality where you did. <laughs> it's one of those times when I wish that could happen because in, in TV and movies, they make that shit happen all the time, but that doesn't, that doesn't work in real life. There's no magical button you can press. You can imagine it all you want, but you have no idea. So, you know, like I said, eventually I would have heard about it, especially in the last couple of years, because BTS is now like, if you don't know K-pop, you've heard of BTS at the very least. And if you haven't, well then, I'm sorry, you probably live under an internet rock. Whether you're interested in K-pop or not, that name has probably come up at one point in your existence of surfing the internet. But you might not have dug into it, and that's fine. So. Not saying that it would have been something I never, ever got into, but it would just be interesting to see what getting into it later in my life would have done after the 2017 thing happened. Um, because like I said, 2017 was that that particular incident really did have a major impact on everything I've been through in the last three years. Like really big. And without that, like, without having that experience, I don't know, especially how the last three years would have gone. I'm not, I can't say they would have been better. Probably would have been triggered by something else, but uh, it would have been interesting to see. And especially, like I said, with the last 12 years, like, that's, that's a dozen years. That's, like, a long time. Like, I, I went through adolescence, developed with this being part of my life. So, like, take that away and, you know, it'd be interesting to see what my life would have turned into. No idea. No idea. No idea. Don't know if I'd hate myself as much. <laughs> but again, a lot of that was from before K-pop anyway, so, you know. Can't say that is on K-pop. <laughs> Certainly doesn't help, though. Certainly doesn't help. But... I mean, like I said, the last three years especially, I've done a lot of growing as a person because of everything that's happened. And knowing that he exists, knowing that this person exists, my favorite person on the planet, I've, I've grown so much just because of that. Like, more than I could say from anybody else that I've known. And I know that that's kind of silly, but it's the truth. So, like, there's... So many things I would not have done if it weren't for, because of him. If it weren't for the fact that I knew this guy exists. So, like I said, he's the reason I want to not be broken anymore. And if it weren't for him, I probably would still not care about being broken. Or the fact that I am. So. But I've also traveled because of him. I've gone to places I probably would not have normally gone to because of him. Like, I've experienced a lot of new things because of his existence. And if I didn't know he existed, that for sure would have been something that changed. I can definitely relate to the last three years from K-pop's experience. Because without knowing K-pop existed, I would not know he existed. It's the unfortunate truth. If it weren't for who he is, I wouldn't know that that kind of person exists. Like, so it's just, it's this weird thing 
because it's just this weird thing. Because, like, the thing that sucks is that, like, obviously nothing can happen because he is who he is, and I'm who I am, but if it weren't for who he is, I wouldn't know that he exists. So, <laughs> even though it won't ever happen, I'm I'm just grateful to know that he exists, like I said, because I've grown so much just because of him. So, you know. There's that. Like I said, it's one of those things. I've used up all my luck in this lifetime just knowing he exists. Can't ask for anything more than that. So I don't. Like, I have one wish that I make on any 11-11 that I catch. On any shooting star that I've seen. And anytime I see, like, that first star of the night, I'll make the same wish on birthday candles or whatever it's always the same wish um apparently it's also even in my subconscious because i had a dream the other night where i was in my hometown and the whole town was getting ready for this like stargazing event because this was like one of the nights where you can see all these super clear stars and there's so many to view and i mean where i grew up there wasn't a lot of light pollution so you could see a lot of stars typically anyway um and I saw a shooting star, and even in my dream, I made the same wish that I make when I'm awake. So, either I've made this wish so many times that it's just literally a habit, or even in my subconscious, this is something I wish for. It's not a wish for me. It's a wish for him. So, it's it's something that I've been wishing so much for, and so sincerely for that now it's even in my subconscious wishes like <laughs> to be honest though it's it's a valid wish because i don't really have anything that i wish for for myself i don't really have anything that i would want for myself so you know but i found that amusing i found that amusing that even in my subconscious i still make the exact same wish on reflex in my dreams. To be fair, though, the rest of the dream consisted of a bunch of aliens returning things that they've abducted. Um, like, llamas and zebras and alpacas um, and horses. They just were, they just come in from nowhere. Um, we all saw this uh, UFO come down. This was about maybe three or four, like, shooting stars later. Um, we start seeing these uh, UFOs coming down, and we're like, you guys see this, right? And then there's flashes of green light, and then suddenly, like, alpacas are showing up in the field next to my house, and uh, horses, and like I said, they're just returning all these animals they've abducted that nobody knew they abducted because um, they don't live where they're returning them to. Because in the house that I grew up in, in the area I grew up in, this was a lot of out in the country, so there was fields next to our house and everything like that. Um, so they were turning like alpacas, and there was, I think, at one point a giraffe that got returned to this field beside my house. Like, we don't have those animals here in Canada, not like that. So <laughs> we were all weirded out, but there was a lot of animals that they just dropped off in this field. So, you know, my subconscious... Might have the same wish in mind, but it's also got some pretty weird shit going on there. So, <clears throat> yeah. That wasn't even the weirdest dream that I've had lately. I won't get into that tonight because I got about 20 minutes or so. Well, I've only got about, I've got about 30 minutes or so. Um, but, 
Yeah, I've had some interesting dreams in the last couple of nights. And I'm dreaming again, which is good. Because I haven't had dreams for a little while, which has been a little disappointing because I like seeing what my subconscious cooks up. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was definitely interesting. But like I said, the, the, that's a moment I'm pretty proud of. Because even in my subconscious, I still make the same wish as I do when I'm awake. So, yay. Definitely means that I want this wish for him. So, yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, there's nothing I have to wish for anymore. I've gotten what I wished for. <laughs> So, well, yes and no. I can't wish for the thing that I want to wish for because that would be selfish. Like, to a next level. So, I'm not going to. Anyway, I'll just give him the wish. <laughs> I'll wish for this other thing instead. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll make a wish for him instead. Because, like I said, the wish that I would want is, is a little too selfish. So, won't happen. I'm not going to do it. But, I'm going to end it on that note. Because I want to go to sleep. <laughs> I work at 9.30 tomorrow. Not too late. I mean, it's still before midnight, which is a first. But I do want to go to sleep. So good night, good morning, good day. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll talk to you again next time. Bye.